Carol Smiley joins us on the How To Be 60 podcast this week. She recalls the time that telly became a turn-off. Um, after 50, I mean, it's very obvious that the opportunities that come up are far less interesting, exciting, well-paid, all of these things. And that's, But that's okay. Everyone has their day. You can't always be at the top. Always, you've always got to let others come through, and that's fine. But and I'm wondering how to be 60. It's scaring the shit out of me. Hello, everybody. How to be 60 chums. It's Kay and Karen here with your weekly dose of third age uh, musing. Uh, I'm getting very chummy with people now because I'm kind of feeling after how long has it been? Five months that we've <laughs> got... We've got new friends. Yeah, we're we following got, as well. We've got so many emails every week. and I love these emails. I love these emails. Got I do scan them up. to see if my name's mentioned. <laughs> I don't think you're approaching this in the right spirit. I really no, don't. No, I love it. I love it. I yeah. like to see. Only because it irritates you. Yeah, it does irritate me. Um, <laughs> though I read them last night and it gave me a warm and fuzzy feeling, um, which was nice. So it didn't last long because today I'm feeling militant. Oh, yes. detail. I'm, I'm feeling militant. Uh-huh. Um Right, well, I'll tell you why. Because um, post Strictly Adventure, right? Okay, there was something in the mail today about um, why are middle-aged women, um, I don't think it's used the word victimised, but basically that's what it meant, mm. you know, and because obviously I went out quick. Um, and I read it and I thought, I don't like this because I don't want to be a victim. I don't feel like a victim. You know, I've never all my life actually, for all I go on about age, I've never felt restricted in what I do because of my age. Of what you can do, right. Or because of my gender. Mm-hmm. Because my mum was such a ball breaker, mm-hmm. you know, ran her own business with my dad, gave my dad as good as he got or whatever the expression is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I haven't ever felt restricted by my age or my gender. And I don't really recognise that. And I thought, no, I don't want to be a victim. But then I looked at some of the comments and I thought, God, how easily people roll out these tropes about older women. What, what were, can you give me an example? Of well, you know, just a bit, oh, well, old, slow, past it, basically dull, basically, you know, just overripe fruit that you're going to put in the bin. And it, I mean, I, I can't even remember the particular insults. Now, it's the first time, actually, that I've really confronted that. And then I did an interview with somebody as I walked along, somebody from The Sun, a nice young woman. We had a good old chat and it was absolutely fine. But she was always trying to get back to that line about my age. Did you feel this because of your age? Did you feel that because of your age? Did you feel that other people pigeonholed you because of your age? And I, I don't know. It just kind of I thought, what, what do you do as a woman? Because when you're young, you know, it's about are you pretty enough? <laughs> and then if you're too pretty, you're probably thick. <laughs> And then as you get older, then you're not young enough and you're definitely not going to be pretty enough anyway. And you think, God, spend our life apologising for existing to a certain extent. I know. I mean, it's funny. You're, you're talking about strictly. Clearly, over the last few years, they, ha- they have a token older person, don't they? Is it even a man, actually? I'm trying to think. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, Tony so, Adams is in it just now. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, I've forgotten. God, he's older than... Actually, do you know what? No, he's, he's not, not older, older than, than me. me. No, 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 he's, he's not, not older than me. He's 55. So they have... Do you think they're just ticking boxes and they just have to have the older person there? And Oh, I don't know what I'm just talking about now, but... Um, yeah. But, I mean, I do, suppose, do I, you feel judged by your age or your gender? I don't care, but we're completely different people because I'm not ambitious, right? I've just kind of like, la, 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 moseyed on along in life, landed in job just by accident and then 
maybe stayed in it maybe too long, I don't know, but no, I haven't. I, I've never ha- I've never gone for interviews thinking, oh, I didn't get that because, you know, I was up against two blokes there and, you know, you've got to try three times as, much, as hard. So I suppose I don't, but I can absolutely see it happen, though. So when you're saying you don't want to be victimised, I think it's actually, it's true, though. Yeah, but I mean, I've never felt that all my life. I've never, ever been in a situation that I've thought, oh, I didn't get that because I was a woman or oh, I didn't get that because of my age. So, But I'm now wondering if I was living in a completely naive bubble. Well, I, I, yeah, I think a lot of the, the times that the people that are making the decisions are guys. Well, but I don't even think it's as simple as that because, you know, a lot of men, I mean, interestingly, Shirley Ballas is getting a lot of stick at the moment because, well, because why? I don't know. Is it because she is an older woman? Is it because she's glamorous? But, I mean, she's got an incredible amount of abuse, you know, online. Um, Is this over wanting to save the Radio 2 guy on Strictly or not? Yeah, they're, they're they're trying to suggest that she has got something against younger women. And so the subtext of that is clearly that older women are jealous of younger women. Which yet oh, right. again is another oh, one of these exhausting. sticks that you know that come up to to beat you with. I mean, it's not just, just all in her nails. They're not just stirring up shit for the sake of it, are they? Well, yeah, probably. But I suppose, and I mean, you should never look at these comments online. But it was just how easy the same old tropes come out. Mm-hmm. And even if you know, in in your real life, as in my life, I don't feel I've particularly encountered it. When you get that amount of traffic about the same old shit, then it sticks. Well, it does. It starts to have a smell. And it's actually, although I might have sallied through life thinking I'm not affected by it, you inevitably are because it's there. The stink is there. Mm -hmm. And and it kind of sticks. Anyway, I'm going to be... Sorry, that was my rant. I apologise. I just had to get it out. We've got Carol Smiley on today. Yeah, yes. Um, The woman is... I know. I I can't think of Carol Smiley's name without going... You fucking Carol Smiley! Oh my God, I don't know if Carol you know? ever heard this story. Well, <laughs> she, she's listening in just now. When I was uh, off to get the night train to London, I was on the way to Dumbarton and I got accosted by a whole bunch of drunken women, I have to say. It's only fucking Carol Smiley! <laughs> and I'm going, it, I'm not Carol, actually. <laughs> I, I'm not, but they were not having it <laughs> for the whole half hour. You are, you are Carol <laughs> so Smiley. Every time I hear of Carol's name, that's what I think. It was a bit like going when you hear a Cumberland old in the 70s or the 80s you go what's it killed so that's oh. what happens to me now it's like oh good girl oh smiley oh god Sorry. they weren't accepting it they weren't <laughs> no but I was going to say Carol is a visionary and I don't even know if she's forgiven me because it must have been five or six years ago uh, she got in touch with me and my friend Nadia Sawala to say look would we be interested in doing something about the menopause uh, Nadia and I were too stupid to realise mm. that this was a great opportunity and how old were you then? Uh, so well, yeah, actually, you'd gone through the menopause then. Yeah, but I was in denial. Uh, um, I was in denial. Uh, right. Nadia was embracing it like tree hugging as she does, but we still didn't realise it was a real opportunity. So that was mad. So Carol is a visionary, number one, um, and number two, Carol is a visionary is because of her um, her her business with pants for girls. Period you know, pants. Uh, period pants, yeah. um, just to make sure that any leaks or whatever um, are caught up to give give them a bit of reassurance and comfort and she was ahead of her time again because people didn't want to talk about periods people Mm. just didn't Mm. want to have that conversation Um, and so you know well she'll tell us what happened but um, Mm. 
Yes, I've got an apology to make to, to Cal. I'm sure she'll take it gracefully. But listen, I, are you smelling raw garlic? It's on my fingers. No, I'm sorry. not. No, I was making a curry just before I came here to take away with me. That was and a detail actually, we really didn't need. All right. Okay. Edit it out. Thank you. <laughs> 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 but, but before we speak to Carol, you mentioned last week and I scooted over the top of you. You've started As HRT. Always. Oh, I did. I started it last Tuesday. But... Why now? I know, quite quite late. In the, cause I think I was just daft or ignorant or thinking that my brain fog, which I've had for God knows how many years, sleepless nights, that I just thought were part of life. Um, what else? Uh, my joint pain. I think I just thought <laughs> it's just getting older or just part of... So I remember going to the doctor probably my early 50s, would have been about 10 years ago. And uh, I think they probably said, when's your last period? And I said, oh God, I don't know, maybe about five or six months ago. And they said, well, no, it's too it's too early, too early. Uh, come back later. And I never went back later. I never went back. And then I think I just went through the menopause, not really knowing that whatever I was going through was anything to do with it. And it wasn't until conversations with friends and they were talking about, um, brain fog and oh my god my memory is appalling and I know that I've you know we've talked about it and you've said before look, don't, don't just keep saying it but if, you know if you, if you believe you've got a bad memory then you will end up with a bad memory and it's like try a new language or do crosswords none of it helps so um, I thought you know what I'm going to go along to the doctor and I thought am I going to be up for a this is what I need absolutely not she, um, she was brilliant and she sent me away with some links and a website and said come back and see me a week today so I did and I've been on a week now nothing's happened since but and I you know what I don't think I don't know whether anything has kicked in or not but even if it's a placebo or whatever I think I might be sleeping better not quite sure but I'm just going to see how it goes over three months to see if any difference yeah I'm interested that she put you on it actually so far post menopause well she did say when was your last period and I thought well I didn't remember that 10 years ago so uh, and I said it's probably 10 years plus and she said okay so it's the best time to catch this is within like I think you know two or three years or whatever maybe up to five years but she said you're not gonna it's not gonna do you any harm and and it's let's not just do you any harm no no those are my words that's probably not what she meant I think what she said well, well I think that's what she meant actually was you know you're with older women it's worse if you're obese um you know in terms of perhaps, you know, breast cancer. She said, but, you know, you keep fit, um, you don't drink a lot, you don't smoke. So actually, although um, the older you get, the increased chances of breast cancer, that will happen anyway, but it's more likely to happen if you are obese and drink a lot and smoke. So anyway, I'm on it to see if anything happens. Well, it'll be interesting, you know, to see if anything, you know, you see a change in three months. It does frustrate me a little bit in that I still think, although it's good that you feel you've got a good... A productive session with that doctor but I still feel the medical professions all over the place with HRT and I do find it so frustrating because we shouldn't as women have to go to the doctor and tell them what to give us well I heard your phone you know, this morning and that's what happens yes. so much I went to my doctor armed, armed with research and I demanded HRT mm. and they gave in I think, well you wouldn't do that with heart medication would you can I just say a friend of mine recently went to the doctor because her friends had gone on to HRT and she went along and the doctor was very keen to put her on to antidepressants and to forget the HRT. 
And she had to push. Yes. Yeah, and she said, I am, I'm not going on antidepressants. And it's just the consistency. There's no consistency. And that's a month ago. And, and that, that mm. really kind of worries me. Anyway, uh, I feel I've been really grumpy, so we need to get the warm and fuzzy feeling back. So let's have some emails and then we'll speak to Carol. Mm-hmm. Uh, just before we do, is this, does this jacket it's look ridiculous? It's very 80s. I keep, uh, you know, I'm think? distracted, not just by my uh, garlic fingers, but also by the jacket. It's really 80s. It is, it is actually. So where I, the hell did you dig that up from? I, I didn't know you went to charity shops. I bought this in Cadiz five years ago because well, I like the lining see there's a lovely red lining wear it inside out then I think I might have to wear it and I saw it this morning at 6 o'clock in the wardrobe and I thought you know I've never worn you never worn and you out and that's the reason why and and so I put it on in a mark of defiance and then I looked at myself in the bathroom this morning and I <laughs> thought Jesus I look like I don't know I look like a, a bomber big, jacket when a big bomber dice jacket? That's what yeah, I look like. Actually. I look like a big dice. <laughs> or like yeah. a character from a children's show or something. Yes. <laughs> Don't I? A children's presenter. That's, that's, yeah. I know. That's your future career. It's okay. Yeah. I've I, 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 I look ridiculous. I'd okay. either put it back in the back of the wardrobe. Do you think and, so? Know, maybe <laughs> Bonnie and Charlie might discover it in another 20 years' time. Otherwise, just <laughs> drop it off at the Well, I know it looks ridiculous home. because Carol Smiley's actually snorting. So let me get these two emails <laughs> and she can just pile in on my jacket. All right. Why don't you? Um, so this is from Hillary in Dublin, and she says, "What an amazing podcast with Susanna! That's Susanna Constantine. That was great. I loved <laughs> so that conversation with Susanna. Oh my God, she's so open. Uh, she was just so nice. Um, Hillary, and that story's got picked up about Princess Margaret cutting up her turd with a cake slice. I know. There's I thought it was a, a knife. It was a cake slice. The cake slice, even better. Um, <laughs> never have I heard anyone being so real and honest. What a lovely, interesting, intelligent, authentic woman. I totally agree. I could listen to her all day. Well, yep. Definitely buy her book. I love all your podcasts, but this was by far my favourite. <laughs> yeah. Please never stop making them. They're so valuable. Uh, oh, and she says, and Kay, don't ever be embarrassed about uh, how you were voted out on Strictly because everyone knows it was an unfair decision. It That's wasn't. true. It wasn't, That's it true. wasn't, it wasn't. I was rubbish. Um, oh, you were stop great. it. Now, shut, up, up, no, shut up. No, 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 no. Retract that. I was rubbish. You I came off seeing up the dance off. That's totally different from no, saying you were rubbish. That is why I got voted off. You have to own it. Can I spend um, time with you trying to make you feel different about yourself and more positive? But you've got to well you can't be in self denial. You've got to own your mistakes. I was rubbish. That was maybe a bit overblown. I was rubbish in the dance off. Anyway, okay. can I finish my email? Mm. She's being very nice about my legs and that's really nice. Do you know what? <laughs> She's I'll been very that. nice about You've my You've got legs very good legs. Well, I love it when people mention my legs, not because I do think I've got good legs, because my legs are actually my dad's legs. Ooh. And so I've got the same legs as my dad. And so when anyone mentioned that, uh, you know, about my, my legs, I just think, Warm oh, feelings. dad. Our legs, our legs, Dad. Um, So she says, thanks for making my Friday so enjoyable. Um, You've no idea how much I look forward to each one. Please make them longer. Oh, Hillary, be careful what you wish for. (laughs) Um, Another one from Julie. Um, I discovered your podcast only a few weeks ago and I've been listening back to back since then. I've now caught up with the latest episode. Um, Now this... Aye. I was attracted to it because of Kay Adams and the title because I turned (laughs) 60 in October 2021. (gasps) Next sentence. I now identify with Karen and want her to be my new best friend. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love a new best friend. What's her name? Hello. Oh, Julie. 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 Hi, Julie. I could be your new best friend. But this is interesting from Julie. She says, I've been looking closely at my life and what I want in it since the age of 53 when I was made redundant, followed by the same happening to my husband six months later. We went through a period of homelessness and unemployment for about a year, Ah. which has taken its toll on our health um, and took me into a period of extreme anxiety and depression. 
One day I woke up to the fact that I was morbidly obese and unable to cope with normal daily activities. So sad. That was the day I decided to motivate myself to do something about it. I've now lost five stone. Oh my, my mental God. health is good and I am physically fitter than I have been in a long time. That is blinking amazing, isn't, isn't it? it? Good on you. Yeah, and you're going to like this. During the first lockdown, I bought an old ambulance oh. and with the help of my clever son-in-law, we now have a lovely camper van. <laughs> I agree with Karen that Julie, definitely your best friend. Are nowhere near as good as camper vans. We're going on a month long trip to Australia next March yes. to celebrate hubby turning 70. God, presumably not with the, the camper van, not mm-hmm. Australia. Well, no, probably wow. not. Wow. That's so there you go. Um, you. Keep those emails coming in to say they make us feel warm and fuzzy. They are, they're lovely. They're lovely. Podcast at htb.60. Is that what is it? No, h. Oh, God. Podcast at htb60.com. Yep. Have I got that right, Alas? Dot com. Yeah, thank you. Dot com. You're just randomly shouting (laughs) dot com. I can guarantee that Carol Smiley would not be seen dead in a camper van. Am I right? Camper vans are so cool. Oh, God. I think they're amazing. Oh, Friends owns a camper van and my daughter is never out of a camper van any chance she gets. So I wouldn't want to spend an extended amount of time in it, but I think it's very cool. Oh, thanks, Carol. God. I just didn't have you down as a camper van girl. Why? (laughs) You think I like to plug my hear accessories in or something don't you think i'm oh god <laughs> have i am i just guilty of judging you Ooh. is that what i've done yeah. oh my god <laughs> i have haven't i Whoops. more Whoops. oh sorry carol. oh so why did you think carol wouldn't be interested in it? well yeah no probably camper for van. all those reasons because i have got there is uh, electricity as well in a camper van. i have got biases that i wasn't even able to recognize there's, this, this <laughs> podcast is revealing so much, isn't, isn't it? it, over the months? Because I thought, there's Carol Smiley looking wonderful and glamorous. She, she won't does. be in a camper van. There's you with your, your woolly pooly camper van material. I just made a judgment. <laughs> yeah, you did. I did. Yeah, you're showing your true colours. Oh, me a culpa. Well, Indeed. you can have a go at my jacket if you like, Carol. Yeah, well, that's another story, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> that's another you, know, you, should that jacket, you should give that jacket to Butchie Anderson because he loves a jacket like that. A kind of bombery jacket. It's, that's, he's all about that. Yes. that's. I, in fact, I'm going to see him next week. I'm going to take this and I'm going to give it to him. He's gonna... Oh, sell it to him at least. Come on. <laughs> Make a bit of money. <laughs> Make a bit of money, yeah, absolutely. Um, my, yeah, little rant, like. my little rant earlier, I don't know if you heard it. Did you... Do you feel judged at all by your age, by your gender, by, you know, however you're perceived as a woman? There have been moments in my life I've felt a bit sort of, you know, foot stampy and angry about it, but not in, not as in general, no. They've just been sort of isolated, isolated incidents. Because I think what we do for a living is quite unusual for, you know, a lot of people. It's not a normal job and therefore... Um, the whole age thing in television is the, is the only thing I might feel a wee bit sometimes you think oh come on how can a man carry on into his 70s or beyond on TV but it's just unthinkable for a woman to do the same apart from maybe Gloria but they put her on daytime and it's kind of you know it's a sort of token mm. it feels tokenism yeah but uh, but uh, you can get upset about it and you can rant and rave about it. It's probably not going to change in my lifetime, unfortunately. That's just why I don't do it anymore. I just think it's better to move on and not get angry about things that you can't really change. So is that why you kind of actively came out of it? Yes, definitely. Um, after 50, I, I mean, it's very obvious that 
the opportunities that come up are far less interesting, exciting, well paid, all of these things. And that's but that's okay. Everyone has their day. You can't always be at the top. There's all you've always got to let others come through, and that's fine. But if you choose to cling on and get angry about it, it's not very healthy, I think. I just think it's someone else's turn and boy, I had a great run at it. So mm-hmm. time to move to something completely different, something that is not um you know, gonna gonna matter your age so much or your weight or your you know, when, when I was doing majority of my television, there was no social media. That is just the root of all evil, really. It's brilliant for some things, but it's vile that some oik in their bedroom can pass comment on your what you're wearing, how old you are, what your weight is, and they didn't like this or they didn't like that. And it's it's really nasty and uh, I just don't want to get into that. So I came out. Yeah. yeah. And those are the comments that stick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I suppose maybe I'm a bit similar to you in that I don't want to play the victim card, you know. I mean, I don't want no. to be the person who is complaining that well, I'm not getting the job schedule. Because I also agree with you, Carol. I've had a good crack of the whip. Um, and it is important that, that younger people come up and, and they get the opportunity. I mean, I think that is entirely right. Um But it's still not that healthy that that attitude is there, whatever you or I or Karen or anyone else chooses to do. No, it's not. It's not healthy. The attitude is there, but it's it's unhealthy. You choose to wade into that attitude and get indignant about it. You're better to take yourself out of it and uh, do something completely different. It's really interesting. There's lots of other opportunities out there and skills that you have from all these years of doing this that might fit something completely different and I I found it quite liberating in a lot of ways that people expect me to do one thing and I think no I'm going to try this what's the worst that can happen I'm quite a cup half full kind of gal um and I watch other people get angry or upset about you know jobs not coming your way and I think what's the point Mm -hmm. just just move on and just take control of it yourself the joy of working when I want to work, not when some executive in the fifth floor decides if my face fits or not. It's just great. Yes. I can choose when I want to work, not when I, when I don't want to work. Um, and I, and it's about quality of life. That's such a healthy attitude. Kate, if you came out of television, is there any other area you could see yourself working in or want to actually change tack to? Um well, I mean, I, I think I've always been in a different area of television from you, Carol, because, I yeah. mean, you, you kind of, you know, I mean, you, you were, you. I hope I'm not getting in a difficult, but you, you were there for the glamour and your personality, you know, because you've always been known as, you know, really good looking, really smiley and, and bubbly personality, whereas that that's never been my shtick. So, I mean, I've been much more there for sort of opinion-based stuff and, and interviewing and things. And so, you know, I don't think that is so dependent on the way that you look and, and your age. Mm. And and that is what I love to do. Whether I will continue to do it on television or I'll have to do it or I will do it in a different medium mm. um, is, you know, well, it's what you love ti- to do, time right? will tell. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I noticed, Carol, you were on, um, is it House of, Car- House of Games? Yeah. Um, and... The only reason I knew that you were on House of Games is it was quite a bit of coverage. And it was basically, oh, she's 60 and I still do her. Oh, my God. Yes, I saw a lot. I did see a lot of that. And you think, you know, you know you've got to let that sort of stuff wash over you. 
you know, I, I guess it, in their weird way, that they think that's a positive thing. Um, but I don't read too much of that sort of stuff. My kids laugh at it a lot. They think it's funny, but I just... It, I, I mean, I, I I really enjoyed doing a show like that because it was one day that they recorded a week's worth, and I stepped back out of it again. You know, when you when you get involved in doing regular TV shows, you know, you get a sort of young, really young producer or director, and they go, "No, what I need you to do is, <laughs> I want you to look in the camera, I want you to smile, and I just like I just want to get you by the throat and I go, know. shut up, <laughs> I know. shut." Um, but I don't. I smile and I think, mm. I did a one day in lockdown for filming for um, this morning. It was a competition thing. And they, they were filming in Glasgow. And I thought, oh, it'd be a bit of fun. Um, and the, and the, the crew were great. And uh, the director was fine. But I just I just thought, oh, God, I've been standing around for hours. I've got to wait for that helicopter, wait for that. And I, and I did that for years. But suddenly I was a bit like, oh. It wasn't worth this. it yeah. to me. Yeah. And then they asked it again. Come down and do Penzance. No, what would I do that for? You're going to pay me two pounds fifty. I'm going to spend a whole day travelling to get that same. No, I, I just don't want to be on TV that much anymore. No, you know, there was someone else younger wants to do it then and keener, and they've got a path ahead of them that they want to. That might project them into something else. Then crack on. But to me, no, and I love being able to say. Nah, you're all right. Don't need don't it want anymore. To anymore. Yep, um, yep. If, it, if it suits me, I've never seen never. If it suits me, if I like the idea of the show or guesting on something and it, and it fits in with what I want, then great. But too many times I have moved things around. I've said, okay, well, I've got something on that day, but I'll move that then. And then, you know, a week later they go, oh, we don't need you now. Don't. We've got something, you know, we've moved it. Oh, it got me again. I fell for it and I'm not falling for it again. So I don't do it anymore. I love that. Do you think it's harder for a woman like you who has always been known for her looks, you know, getting older in the sort of public eye? Because nobody's um, going to say I, to me, I've I, lost I, I, looks. Not, well, I'm, I mean, I'm very lucky. I've been married to the same person for 31 years. He he still looks at me like we were first married and that's what matters to me, what he thinks. I don't really care what everyone else thinks. Yes, it's hurtful when you read things, you try not to read things, but on the whole, I do get mostly positive comments the social media thing i don't you know instagram you have to have it because if you're doing corporate jobs they like to see that you have a following i'm very careful not to post anything contentious i don't post anything overtly uh showing my body or anything like that um i just put happy pictures on but it's interesting you know if i post a picture of of something completely different it hardly uh gets any reaction if i post a picture of myself mm-hmm. huge reaction i think is that feeding into Look at me, I'm great. How, what, the way I look, or not? I, I'm not. It sits a wee bit uncomfortably with me, but I understand it's the, the rules of the game, as it were. So it suits me, to have control over it and and post images that I think, well, I look okay in that picture, and it's perhaps relevant to what I'm saying, or you know, I've done a wedding or something, and um, and it's a happy picture. But uh, I, you'll always get pe- people who say person things just block them i don't understand people that go oh, you know social media is terrible block them you just press a little button in the corner it says block if i get anything that i think well, that's quite unpleasant block it yeah I, take I, control don't, don't you know you do it don't, don't wait for other people to upset you you be very careful what you post and when you do um if you get negative stuff then cut them off you know i'm just thinking that is a real hallmark of you isn't it take control 
like when when you you know mentioned that menopause thing uh, idea, you you were very much ahead of your time, um, and I didn't see it. I'll put my hand up and say that. Um, and also, you know, your, your business with the um, the period pants, you you were very much taking control of your life and what you wanted to do, weren't you? The whole the pants thing, you know, I started the pants in twenty twelve um, after a conversation with my daughters about. Um, worrying about going to sleep over or something. I can't remember what it was. We were on holiday and they said, oh, you know, what my period's due. And I just thought, really? After all these years since I was that age, nothing else has come out. And so it excited me, the thought of doing something that no one had done before that was patently, obviously, a need for. Um, did a bit of research, kind of went into it very naively, if I'm honest, but learned along the way. And suddenly I was on this sort of roller coaster of putting myself out there to talk about leaky ladies, which people don't particularly feel comfortable with um to the point you know i got it into john lewis debenhams qvc um you know it was on all the major high street uh stores websites and in the stores um but then you know you go on something like this morning and the first thing they want to say is oh so you leak then and i think no that's not what i'm here to say but in the back of my mind i'm thinking if i say i don't leak it alienates all my customers who think well I do, but I don't leak. So hmm. before I knew it, I I was all over the press. You know, just Google me, and it it comes out that you know I've I I've got incontinence. Not true. I don't, and it really infuriated me that it was just a little. You know, it was just a fun kind of thing to throw out a little hook that the TV world could put on it to humiliate and embarrass. Um, you know, they so say we can't we can't really talk about that. You can't really mention the name of the product. And I think, well, if I was if I had a book or an album I was punting, I could do that all day long. But this is something that could actually improve women's lives, but I'm not allowed to say the name of it. Um, that really incensed me more than anything. I was very upset about it. And I thought, right, you're not doing that to me again. That's really naughty. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of women who are embarrassed and have gone on a trampoline or have had three kids and didn't me? I can't do a star jump. And God, no. Yeah, but at that point, it wasn't really discussed and they just wanted a victim to stick up there and fire at and I was the one in the line. I remember Amanda Holden saying to me just before I went on air, you're so brave doing this. And I thought, what a weird thing to say. (laughs) Brave. I didn't really understand what she meant and then it wasn't her actually, but then it just turned on me and I thought, oh my God. That's what she meant want me to say I leak I, I don't actually but um but a lot of women do and that's really you know I remember saying you know put it this way I wouldn't I wouldn't just jump on a trampoline without thinking twice about it but that doesn't mean I can't live my life in a normal way mm-hmm. um anyway it, like you say it was ahead of its time and by the time it started to grow and grow and grow I had to get to, into the point of you know em- employing a lot of people and taking on bigger um orders from uh the factories and i i it, that slightly terrified me because I, thought, I need to i need to find a bigger player to take this over now because either it's going to engulf me and i'm going to spend my 60s running a company that i and i'd, I'd really like to have a bit more time yeah. <laughs> going abroad with my husband and traveling yeah. seeing my kids <laughs> so um yeah so i i found a, a company who a tv shopping channel they they took it on instead but they struggled after i uh, sold it to um, to go to other countries who have different attitudes to that kind of thing. You know, in certain parts of the world you can't show a woman's body in a box uh, advertising, and other parts they, 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 some are very open, and some are very not 
open. Yeah. Um, and I think they really struggled with, but, um, but, but it was a, it was very interesting to put myself out there because I thought I've really put myself out here now and I'm getting fired at for all different reasons than I ever got fired at in television. Um, but doesn't that so fit I have into... to either like own it? Yeah, sorry, Kat. I was just thinking that that kind of feeds into the, the earlier conversation, isn't it? About you know women having to apologise for being women. Like a huge percentage of women, um, as they get older and particularly after childbirth, will have minor incontinence problems. It's just a fact. It's just there. And and what, what we're supposed to pretend but, that but we don't. But edu- it's about educating people, though. It was not something that was discussed in the public domain very much, and therefore you can't sort of get angry with people they don't they've never been discussed before especially guys who perhaps been brought up with only brothers they never grew up with sisters they didn't this is a whole world of what i don't understand it's distasteful and i'm I'm not excusing it but i think the more the conversation was opened the better it would become that it would be accepted in the same way that menopause has now and that you know and what i heard in the news yesterday they're even discussing um, giving people time off and at work if they're really struggling with menopause issues i mean that's that's a huge leap forward but it's about discussion and open conversation and people understanding it, men and women. Mm-hmm. Sometimes women are, are worse than men to to other women. Mm-hmm. They can be wild. Yeah. No, well, because, it's, you know, men and women are both uh, susceptible to the prevailing culture. And if the prevailing yeah. culture is that women don't talk about these things and it's actually a bit unseemly, then, you know, there's no reason that women will not join in as much as men will. So, I mean, the morning pause, again, you were ahead of your, the times on that one. Well, yeah, it seems, seems that was. <laughs> the menopause thing came out from the back of the pants business because I realised that although I'd started it as a business for young girls with heavy periods, I knew that they were never my customers. It was the mums who bought for them. But I noticed that they were also buying a pair for themselves at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought, well, that's not for heavy periods. But it, well, then it turned out, obviously, that as we get older, there are other reasons why women leak not, nothing to do with periods. Um, and then there's medical issues, endometriosis. PCOS, all kinds of things that that um, affect a woman's body in one way or another, and and so I noticed. And when I when I sold the business to uh, the TV shopping channel, they were really only focused on the older women. They weren't that interested in the younger girls. They were like, "Yep, it's great for that." But actually, we see the the markets being the sort of forty plus women who have had children, go, kids start school, and they think, "Okay, bit of time for myself now. I'm going to start." running or join a gym or whatever and that's when they realize that the pelvic floor is mm-hmm. not what it was mm-hmm. but so but you know and i always think it's interesting when, with men and women we were talking about earlier on that, that you never hear a guy say god do you notice bob's put on a few pounds mm-hmm. what was he wearing <laughs> men never say that stuff bob could have gone to absolute rack and ruin and be you know a sh- totally different from what he used to be when he's younger guys don't notice that so if they don't say that cruel biting stuff women are the first to get in there and go Poof! Blimey! Mm-hmm. Even if it's just amongst close friends, it's not. It's it's horrible. And I think, why do we do that to each other? We should be supporting each other. Mm-hmm. How how was your own menopause, Carol? I am very lucky. I have to say, I I have not sailed through it, but it's not. I haven't needed to go on any kind of medication or anything. Um, the trouble is my mum died at 78. I never had that conversation with, and I really wish I'd been able to ask her, but I don't remember 
noticing that she was particularly different in any way. So, yes, I got warm for a while, which I quite enjoyed because I've always been so cold. <laughs> I actually feel the same way. So, I remember sitting in the studio thinking, oh, I'm in a hot flush, but it's actually quite comfortable. But I have to say, it, it wasn't extreme. So I, I, I apologise to all women out there that go through hell uh, on earth. It was oh, just a nice glow. Terrible. It was actually quite cosy. Yes, yes, for me, that was... Um, interesting more than upsetting or you know nobody else would have noticed I just thought oh gosh I get to wear my summer clothes a bit longer um the bed duvet on duvet off that happens a lot uh but other than that no I can't I don't even think I've had crazy mood swings I have found myself a couple of times being irrationally upset and I think what why am I why why do I want to if I want to leave the house so I can have a good old cry that happened twice and I was a bit taken aback by it because nobody else I kept it quiet I didn't say anything to anyone but I just thought I just want you all to go away and leave me alone oh maybe that's what that was so no brain fog for you um not obvious brain fog than the normal I don't think so Thing no. is, I don't know what normal is. Do you know what I mean? I know that's the problem. You start to think, is it me? Is it physical changes? I don't. I don't like the thickening of the waist and the sort of back fat and the flappy arms and that sort of stuff. That's that's a wee bit depressing. You see, <laughs> Kay feels again, that she's. I, live, I mean, I walked along the beach today because I'm out in Portugal now. I walked along the beach this morning, and there was w- women of all different ages walking towards me, and I think well, I look a bit like her. Or don't look like her. Oh, I used to look like her. <laughs> it's so stupid, isn't it? And I think, why is it so shameful to just look like a 60-year-old woman? Why do we all have to look like newborn babies and, you know, suck ourselves into ridiculous foundation garments or or no, stop wearing a bikini because we don't like and therefore we think no one else will like what we see? That's kind of sad. I think we should be a bit more kind to ourselves and it's okay to have a bit more of a jubbly tubbly tummy rather than a washboard. So are you all right with it or do you fight it or what what attitude do you take to it? Um, I'm okay with it um, because I think I'm very lucky that I've got off reasonably lightly with it. I dress differently. I uh, I wear stuff that's looser around the waist than it used to be. <laughs> Flo- a bit more of the <laughs> in tight. Floating. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I try to highlight the bits that look better. My toes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've crept into the arm, covering the arms, the elbows. It's so stupid, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. Just... Do you wear a bikini? No. No. I stopped the bikini. Oh, this, this is weird because I'm sitting looking at you, right? If I was just looking at a photograph of you, now I know you're live because I can see you moving. I would think yeah. your face had been airbrushed. It's so perfect, right? So I'm just going to say, you. So you're on, you're away just now. What? Yes. I wear a bikini. I'm I'm sure I'm a good bit older than you. Absolutely have the the vest on you, as you've um, pointed out to me, Kay. I am as soon as the sunshine. I will be wearing a vest top, regardless of my arms are. Uh, still in shorts a lot during the summertime. Oh, so it's funny that you are. To me, you are far more beautiful and in lovely shape and and yet you've still like oh no I wouldn't wear a bikini oh the, co- you no, know, the arms are no, covered I'm up bikini on a beach because I don't I don't want to look at that particularly I prefer a one-piece swimsuit because it's more flattering on me and I'm very careful how I pick my one-piece swimsuit that I like it quite low at the back so it doesn't feel like a you know giant condom um <laughs> 
uh, I don't have it too gapy at the front because I'm quite saggy in the boobs and I think, oh no, no, the round neck is nicer. And and I've found a couple of really great swimsuits that I wear to death and I'm very happy with them. Um, but bikinis I might wear at home in the garden myself when just me and the family, but I wouldn't particularly go out in public. Maybe that's from years of worrying at people taking photographs, although they don't anymore, so it's fine. But right, right. I prefer, I think I look better in a one-piece swimsuit now because it just doesn't blub out over the top anywhere. But, I mean, if we were to dig yeah, under... An answer to a very sweet of what, very sweet what you're saying, but I understand lighting. So before I sat down in this interview, I have turned the camera around so the light is on my face and that looks better. So I under, it's, it's not about, you know, if you've got an overhead light or a dark, I will look much older. It's just depending, I know where my light is. It's just, a, it's just always done that. Yeah. But if you are to dig under what you're saying, Carol, about, you know, it's more flattering for you to be in a one piece uh, than a bikini, you've got to say that is probably you are internalising other people's attitudes. Yes, and my own, and my own. I, I'm i not doing it for other people, I'm doing it for me, because I look in the mirror and I think, oh, no, that looks, I like that on me. And the other, another thing that, oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? I have, to, and it's like UK, I've got two daughters. Mm. who now wear all my clothes, which I should be flattered about that they wear my clothes. Just as you put them on, I'm like, I'll just keep it. I know. <laughs> I've got two doors as well. And that happens. <laughs> oh, have you? So they know it. They think, oh, I'll put this on. Mum will probably go, oh, no, I don't want to. Again, because I think, oh, I don't look like that in it anymore. Mm. And I'm thrilled for them that they want to wear my clothes and that they're happy to. Uh, I should be chuffed. Yes. <laughs> I've never wanted my mother's clothes, that's for sure. Oh, my God. You're absolutely right. Same here. Ditto. Mm. Checked. Um, skirt it pleated down to your mid calf. Oh my god, uh, elasticated waist. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably was that. actually. Oh my god, is there a shred of you looks at your daughters and think, oh, I wish always? Yes, of course, of course, not just them. Uh, young people think, Oh gosh, I remember. I don't know that I appreciated what I had back then. You know, I used to model for an underwear company uh, and myself and two other girls and we've stayed in touch all these years. One is older, one is younger. Um, and we used to do all the lingerie shows for a French company called Lejabi, or Lejabi. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd stand all day in a, on a, an exhibition stand in our bra knickers. And the buyers come round and they, mostly women, they come round in the order for whatever company. Can you try that one? Try that one. Let me see what that looks like. And I, we laugh and say, God, the years we spent worrying about the cellulite we never had. What yeah. was wrong with us? Yeah. It's funny now. And I and we've all aged differently. Uh I think the eldest one has aged best. Hmm. Interestingly enough. But she's really sporty. She's a she's a windsurfer and she's got, you know, she's got abs like like that. But that's not because of vanity, it's because she loves her sport. She doesn't wear any makeup. She doesn't have a clue who's on TV at any point in the day. She, I don't really know why we're friends. We all laugh and go, we have nothing in common but a sense of humour and a very positive attitude. And I love her for that. How old are you, Carol? I, I'm 61 in December, so 60 now. Right. Mm. Yeah, I think there's just a year between you and I because your birthday is... Mine's a 20... Yeah, mine's the 28th of December. Uh, so, uh-huh. And I think Carol Vorderman is coming. Is coming or had is coming. coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Carol Vorderman's a year older than you because her birthday is yeah. Christmas as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's Christmas Eve. Yeah, I know everyone's well, birthday. So how do you approach your sixties then? How do you feel about it? 
I I am absolutely happy and comfortable with it. I think I have got my health. I don't, you know, I'm not worried about um, lumps and bumps that I, no, I mean, mis, um, uh, medical lumps, you know, I, I don't think, God, I, I, there are women much younger than me who've got breast cancer or terrible things have happened to them. And I think they would swap with me anytime just to not have that. So stop whinging about the actual general aging process and look at the positive side of what you've got. And you've got your health, you've got a great marriage, you've got three healthy kids. Um, I've got a job that I'm very happy in. I've taken myself out of the whole TV thing. And I just think, what is there to be upset about? That I'm not the age I was, but I, you know, if I start fiddling about with my face, then my body doesn't match. And uh, that's the other thing I noticed with the women I worked with in TV at that time. I noticed a few of them now have, you know, they've gone down the route of changing their face or changing things. And I think that's entirely their business and I wish them all the best, but it's terrifying. And I, I just don't want to, I just grow a fringe. <laughs> Why terrifying? Why did you say terrifying? That they feel the pressure to do that because, and I know if I was still in television I would, and I was in London, I might feel that pressure because, oh, I didn't get that job. She got it. She's younger. Gosh, she looks amazing. I don't look like that. I think don't, that's, you don't need to do that stuff. I mean, I have had my eyes fixed for vision purely. Uh, I had um, lens replacement surgery because I needed my glasses everywhere I went. That was life changing. And I've straightened my teeth, but they're my teeth. I just went through the whole mm. racist thing again. Or in line. Um, but other than that, I, t- I think it's a slippery slope. And I'm just too scared to even start it. I think it could be quite addictive. Mm. And no one's going to say, oh, my God, what have you done? No one will say that to you. So in your head, yeah. you think, oh, I know. Good. And then you've slid away from so far from what you actually look like yeah. that you haven't realized the difference. I think that's the thing is people make incremental changes, you know, so yes. they go to an appointment and it's a tiny change mm-hmm. and then they go to another appointment. It's a tiny change. And, and then that carries on. So in their head, they're making tiny changes. But then to the outside world who pulls up a picture of 10 years ago to now and it's like, wow, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so it's like, oh, yeah. I remember major. being at an awards ceremony in Glasgow and it was about 10 years ago. And I, I just could see this woman from behind and she looked amazing. She was tall. She was tiny. I mean, she just looked very elegant and she turned around. And I nearly died. The work on her face. And I just thought, God, at what point do any of your close friends in the run up to this actually say, whoa, or your family, you're now crossing. I know you can say if if it makes them happy. I know. It's absolutely their choice. It is their choice. Absolutely. Um, I just think it's a shame that they felt the need to do that rather than. Be themselves. It just looked distorted. But then that's for all the reasons we've discussed in various Uh, ways. It all feeds into. If you walk down Glasgow Buchanan Street on a Saturday, there's really young girls. Oh, I know. That's almost more sad, though, isn't it? What have you done? What are you doing? I mean, that's. Oh, yeah, that's so what, scary. In our days, it was a boob job, wasn't it? It was a big thing to have a boob job. And yeah, and. I suppose it's just it's just gone on from that. Where is it going to end? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so you're talking about the job you're doing now that you love. Um, you've become a celebrant. Yep, I'm a humanist celebrant. So when I sold the business, I knew I, I'm just not. I'm not one to sit around. I couldn't uh, imagine myself doing lunch or that kind of stuff. I'm not great at big groups of women. I like my good friends and you know one to ones, but in big groups. Uh, not so good so 
I just thought I, I need to do something else. And I had met uh, a girl uh, on holiday, actually, who was an ex-Sky News presenter, and she had become a celebrant just doing weddings in Portugal. And I don't know, I must have sowed the seed in my head to think, well, that's quite a good fit for the skills that I already have, writing scripts, uh, speaking in public. I'm quite nosy, quite like to find out about people's interesting lives. And so I actually didn't even, I didn't even tell my husband until anyone just thought I'm going to make some inquiries because otherwise people are going, oh, what did you do with that? What, why are you doing that? And, and I might not do it. So I'll just make some inquiries discreetly. Um, and I approached Humanist Society Scotland, which is the biggest organisation in Scotland for uh, humanist ceremonies. And I asked them, I said, do you think it'd be a bit weird having me do your wedding or your funeral? And they said, some people might, but some people might love it. You don't have to, you know, you can you can pick and choose when you what, what ceremonies you want to do. So I did the training. Um, I did share it with my family and they were bemused and well, they've got used to me changing changing territory every so often. So I uh, I did the training and um, met some lovely people. And I suddenly thought, you know, this is this is great because I'm actually <laughs> for some reason, I'm one of the younger ones in this job. It's great because all these people, men and women who've been doing it for years, are so good at it. And that's what matters is that they're good at it. It doesn't matter whether they're 50, 60, 70 if they can do the job and that doesn't work in television it's really more important what you look like than if you can do the job and that's that's wrong somehow so um i started off doing funerals because you ha- I had to do that training first um i did do it my married name carol knight uh just again a bit more respectful i felt it was just removing the whole tv jazz hands thing um and I did that for a few months and then did the wedding training. And it's just been nonstop ever since. Baby namings, don't do so many of them, but I do do them. Um, and it's just, it's such an eye opener to be in what I would class as the real world, not the TV world. You know, you're stepping into people's lives at either the most raw moment to make things better or at their happiest moment to make things great. And that's just such a privilege. It's lovely. And I, I come home at night sometimes and I'm like, you think you've heard it all and then somebody floors you with some horrific story of their childhood and how it got to, they got to where they are now or they've passed away and they've, the tragedies that people suffer, the, the stuff they carry around with them, that yeah, it just makes telly feel a bit shallow and doesn't, that stuff doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, do you prefer doing weddings or funerals? Um, I've been doing a lot more weddings recently, but purely because we're travelling back and forth to Portugal. I've had a house here for a long time, and as my husband retired at 52, because he knows how to live, and uh, he said, I, you know, you can carry on working if you like, but I would rather, I've got too many friends had strokes and heart attacks and things at the point they retire, not doing it. So I've planned for this. Um, you can work if you want to, you don't need to. If you don't want to, it's up to you. Um, but I'm not that kind of person who couldn't work and I'm not sporty the way he is. So um, I I don't do as many funerals at the moment purely because I'm not around enough to, you know, it's quite immediate. You get the call from the funeral director and within a week to 10 days, you've met the family, written the ceremony and delivered uh, the funeral. So if I'm not around, um, so naturally since summer, I've not had as many, but that's just because I've not been around. Mm. But weddings are lovely. They're just great fun. And the maddest weddings to the most tiny weddings to halfway up a mountain to drag queens and 
<laughs> I love it. I wish when I got married all those years ago, these kind of options were available because I would I would do it very differently. I'd still marry the same person, but I'd do it differently. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> You're key. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think it's a brilliant thing to 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 do because, as you say, the people that you meet. I mean, I often get asked, you know, who's the most exciting person or the best person you've ever interviewed. Um, and I'll say, well, you probably don't know who they are and maybe I don't even remember their names because, to be honest, on the celebrity circuit, mm. and I'm not saying there aren't some wonderful people in that world, um, but it's a bit of a conveyor belt. Mm. But usually the people that you really think, wow, what a remarkable person, mm -hmm. is is a story that's not from the world of celebrity. It's it's from, you know, the real, real world. People. Yeah. And yeah. those are the ones that stick in your head. Um, you know. Those are the ones you come home at night and think... God, I'm lucky, or mm -hmm. you know, the kids are doing okay. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, and you, it makes you really sort of pull up short and think, stop whinging about stuff that doesn't matter because it really doesn't matter. Yeah. When you hear something like that. Yeah. Totally. Um, listen, a quick game of bingo. So we've got a whole, we've got fifty random questions, and <laughs> um, uh, we're going to pull up a number which is forty-five. Um. <laughs> Have you switched to comfy underwear yet? <laughs> oh, ages ago. <laughs> we, once got burgled. we once got burgled and I was more, and they didn't take anything because there's nothing here. But um, I said, God, they probably opened my underwear drawer and went, holy <laughs> We're in the wrong house. <laughs> have you, Kay? What? I bet you've never had sexy underwear, have you? And Did I'm you... only saying that because you, that you, I can hear you saying that. Well, do you know what? I have gone the other way because my underwear is absolutely shocking. Always has mm. been mismatched, grey, dreadful. Oh. But following elastic. the strictly experience because they got me fitted for proper bras. Oh, and yes. as you know, I was very pleased to discover yes. I was a 32, 32 double D. D. Um, and anyway, <laughs> they gave me having been a 36b in my head marks as dead as multi-pack sports bras um God. and and so they gave me some posh bras and posh underwear and i have to say it's very nice is that right i i so have you chucked it. the other the old stuff no, oh for god's sake I'm not get sure. I'm shot. but i have to say you know yeah the nice bra and the nice knickers i quite like it i like um, it right one more <laughs> number nine um if you could have had another life what would you have done? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a good question. If I could have had another life, I often think if I if I had absolutely no way of making any money and no way of um, finding a job, I'd become a professional dog walker. <laughs> <laughs> really, that is not what I was expecting. Because dogs are just great. I mean, they're just great. We don't deserve them. They just love you no matter what and getting out in the fresh air with a couple of dogs is better than anything really so um yeah i think i'd probably just walk dogs and be happy i have to say if you love dogs it's what? the ideal job isn't it, it really is. if you do love yeah. dogs well, the next time I mean, you're walking, a little bit, you know, yeah. but you've got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah. The next time you're walking uh, your dog in your local park, though, please say hello to to Karen because <laughs> she is a little bit miffed that you didn't know who she I was know. last time. No, I totally remember that moment now because we stopped at the. You're right, we stopped at the Highland of Cattle, and I had my friend Laura and my daughter Jodie with me, who is now walking dogs for money as well. Funnily oh, well. enough, because 
oh, she's a musician and she said, I can't get a pub job. What am I going to do? And I said, well, walk dogs. And she loves it. It's great. She's out in the first thing in the morning in the park, getting fresh air. She's lost weight without joining a gym. She's loved it. And I think, yeah, dogs are great. Answer to life. Um, yep. Well, listen, Carol, we'll let you get back in the sunshine. Thank you so much. Oh, enjoy. Uh, it's been really good speaking to you. That was quite painless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. try to make it that way. Um, and so shall I put my jacket in the post for you? <laughs> God, to Richie. Uh... <laughs> to Richie. I'm going home to burn it, I tell you. Richie is a mouse of gate. It's not, it's not, don't burn it. No, no, no. Do you know what? Would, um, I can't see it all. I can only see it from sort of there up. That's all you need is to see. It's a bomber. It's a bomber. Yes. It's a bomber. Yeah, you know those 80s bomber jackets. But look, it's got a lovely lining. I love a nice lining. God, you were sold. Yeah. You were, yeah. Okay, I'm going to wear it, it inside. Is, it is nice, actually. It is, it is nice. It's oh, just you can't to... start saying that now, for God's sake. <laughs> well, it's quite in your face. I love the dice line, though. I mean... Yeah, sadly. <laughs> sadly. It's like you ludum. It's like it's felted. Ludo, you know ludo, when you put ludo. something in the wash and you put too hot a wash on and it goes felty. It's boiled. It looks like Aye. boiled wool, doesn't it? Yeah, it's probably really baggy. It's supposed to be, and now it's just quite okay. Tight, right? Okay, I, I think I think we have decided. Yeah, it's, the verdict is yeah, in. Yeah, coming your way. One You're very brave, mm. Kay. You're very brave. Thank you, Carol. I enjoy the rest of your time. Yes. Not enjoy the rest of your time. That sounded like life, didn't it? I don't mean that in Portugal. Is what I mean. yeah. No bitterness here. Have a lovely time. Take care. Oh. Bye. 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 So next week, singer Heather Small tells us how she feels about moving on up the age range. Sorry about that. Uh, pretty good as it happens. Uh, but coming up in a month or so, we're going to be joined by sex expert Tracy Cox. Now, she is in the Big Six O Club, so she'll be talking about that. But if you have any questions about sex or relationships, please email us and we can put them to Tracy. If you'd rather remain anonymous, that's absolutely fine, of course. Uh, we've already had a few uh, emails about erectile dysfunction, so that goes on the list. But anything else, it is podcast at htb 60 Dot com. And I only remembered that because I've got it written down this time. <laughs> Have a great week. <laughs>